0: Welcome to another episode of EPSD PD podcast, a podcast intended to enlighten, inspire, or just spark conversation about teaching and learning in Estes Park, Colorado. EPSD stands for Estes Park School District, and PD stands for professional development because this podcast was intended for the professional learning of teachers in the school district. But welcome to all our listeners out there who are passionate about the great things happening in Estes Park School District. I'm your host, Ruby Bode. Thank you to all the teachers and listeners who have subscribed to this podcast on the podcast app on their Apple devices. It allows you to listen to the most recently published editions of the podcast while you drive to and from work or while you work out or wherever and whenever you want to listen. Some of our past most listened to episodes include episode four, Inside the Brain of English Language Learners, episode five, Global Outcomes and BAM Company, and episode eight, the 2019 Mountain Festival. Listen to hear the voices of the teachers and students throughout our district. You can listen to all the previous episodes on your podcast app or SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you haven't become a subscriber yet, please do. Also, please become a subscriber at epsdpdpodcast.com, and you can get all the weekly professional learning blogs emailed to you as soon as they are published and receive an email notification each time a new podcast episode has been added. Go to epsdpdpodcast.com to become a subscriber, and thank you. And now for today's episode, an interview with instructional coach Anne Dewey. I have to tell you that this woman inspires me. She is such a wealth of knowledge, and the pleasure is mine every moment I get to spend with her. She is so much smarter than I am, and what inspires me most is how resourceful she is and how quickly she can find the information you need when you need it. Anne Dewey is our instructional technology coach in the district, working daily with teachers to use technology in innovative ways and put the students as creators in the classroom and leaders of their own learning. I was able to get 20 minutes to sit down with her for an opportunity to share her knowledge with our listeners. Thank you, Anne Dewey, for sitting down with me. Uh, Anne works pre-K through 12th grade with all teachers and students across the district to lead instructional technology in our district, but that's not where she started. She started in sixth grade language arts. And so tell us a little bit about how all the different, many hats that you've worn throughout the district and what led to you now being a leader of technology integration in our school today.
1: Well, I started out actually not teaching sixth grade. I started teaching ninth grade in other school districts in Kansas and Missouri. I also taught journalism there. So cool. that's kind of how I got started in technology, um, was by teaching journalism, and I taught the yearbook class and photography, the old-fashioned class with film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you have a dark room? We did. You did? Yes.
1: Oh, that's neat. Uh-huh. Um, so that's how I first got started using technology in education. And then from um, my experience with the yearbook, I saw a lot of parallels and things that I could do in my English class in the high school. Um, And so I would try things with my students, and I also had access to computers that other people didn't have because the computers were in my classroom because I taught the yearbook. And so uh, we would do things often on the computer that other English classes weren't doing because Mm. we had access. Um, And then when I came to Estes Park, I did teach sixth grade for two years at the middle school here, and I didn't have access to that same technology that I'd always had. And so I would try new things. I was excited because I had a smart board, um, which was new, and they were exciting back in that time because yeah. they were brand new. Uh, but we would do a few smart board lessons, and that was pretty much the extent of how technology worked its way into lessons there. But I felt frustration around the fact that I didn't have what I had before and if I wanted to use computers I had to go visit the computer lab and make sure I signed up for it in advance mm-hmm. and maybe the computers didn't do what I wanted them to do so I knew that there was potential to improve what I was providing for my students at that time too. I remember those days. Yeah,
0: That seems like so long ago it, but we're really only talking like eight years ago. It was. That is a long time ago in uh, the world of technology. And in the world of education. Right. Yeah. Think how the iPhone
1: looked different Eight years ago and, uh... I didn't have one I had flip phone <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the library position became open at the high school so I applied for that and then uh, shortly after that we got iPads and everything changed And I no longer focused on making really cool displays for the books, but I had to figure out how to help kids use the iPads more effectively, and then that stemmed into helping the teachers find things to do with the iPads that was um, helping their class instead of iPads being a distraction to them. So I think it's been kind of a natural progression from that point that the library has changed, and... Um, Now I've moved into more of this technology role. Um, I've been practicing for a long time
0: for this job, so I'm ready to do it. This is your first year in this new role of instructional technology coach, working with teachers who want to be innovative with digital resources in their classroom. Mm -hmm. What are you excited about for this school year?
1: I love being able to see all the exciting things that are happening in classes already. And I think when people discover what my job is. They're afraid that I'm going to come in and want to change all the stuff that they're doing, but really if I can come in and help them make a process easier or implement technology in a way that is going to make learning more impactful for their students, I want to do that. I want to help them take what they're already
0: doing well and make it better. (laughs) Three years ago teachers started a journey on becoming Apple certified teachers and now we have a large number of teachers that are Apple certified teachers and you led that professional development for our district to get teachers Apple certified. So with all of these Apple certified teachers and Apple devices throughout our district, what are the ways, what are some of the major ways you see teachers in the classroom using these Apple devices and their knowledge of of them to take student learning to a higher level of student engagement, student creation, and student application? We've been
1: Improving this relationship that we have with Apple Mm. over the past few years and the reason why we're trying to grow that Relationship is because we believe in the things that Apple believes in
0: Mm. What are the things Apple education believes in?
1: Apple education stands for teamwork communication and creation personalization of learning, critical thinking, and real-world engagement. And those are the things that we have already said independently we want for our students through the Global Outcomes. So it's a perfect marriage and the increased relationship that we have with them has allowed us to take advantage of those things.
0: So in those categories, teachers are learning through their Apple Teacher Certification how to use their Apple devices make those things happen in the classroom.
1: Yes, I think it was a great first step for a lot of people because they hadn't used a lot of those apps before. Um, A lot of people had deleted them off of their iPads even so it was great to see people dive in and take a chance and explore those applications and learn how to use the different components. And since we had that very first Apple teacher class when I think almost half of the teachers in our district participated. We've had more complete the course since then, and we've also had uh, a lot of changes to those apps in in that time that has made them even more useful to teachers in the classroom.
0: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times, students pick it up quicker than teachers, and so putting students as the creators Mm -hmm. and having students do the learning and then sharing out with other students and their teacher is also pretty impactful. For this podcast, I use GarageBand, so I use my Apple devices as well. And my niece is the one who taught me how to use it. (laughs) Because when I had questions and didn't know, she showed me. Um, So it really gives students an opportunity to be leaders in the classroom, too, I think. For sure. As you go through and you think of those five areas, teamwork, communication, creation, personalization, critical thinking, and real-world engagement that Apple focuses on for Apple Education, where are we shining in our district? What are some of the great ways you see teachers using those?
1: Well, one thing that I see across the district is that those five different elements are present in every single class, and that's really exciting to me. Mm -hmm. Whether it's happening in kindergarten and students are just learning methods of communication, like reading and writing, or they are um, writing their own speeches and creating podcasts at the high school level, the whole gamut is present in every single classroom. Uh, I think one of the most important things about choosing an application for your classroom is choosing the right tool for the job. Obviously there are millions of applications available in the App Store and we can't have experience with every single one of those. So we need to choose the ones that we feel are Um, the most useful for whatever we're trying to achieve, which when you have learning targets in your class, it's the same thing as deciding which book to read or which lesson to choose for that learning target. Um, Choosing the application goes hand in hand with that, and it's just another piece of that.
0: If you had to pick what are the hottest apps that you're seeing teachers and students have the most success in the classroom with, what would you recommend teachers use?
1: Well, like I said, choosing the right tool for the job is the most important thing. So if you're looking to do creation in your class, I don't think you can do much better than Keynote. It is so versatile, it offers the opportunity to add sound and video and um, you can rotate the orientation so that it's vertical instead of horizontal. You can add animations and drawings and the other possibilities are just endless. And one really awesome feature that is new in Keynote, since a lot of people did that Apple teacher class, is you can export your Keynote as a movie so that it can play automatically. And and that's just amazing. You can import it into iMovie and layer music over the whole thing and and it can be a really cool project. Um, And it's scalable you can do as much or as little as you want with it. So the nice thing about all the Apple apps is there's a lot of overlap with the commands. And so if you learn how to use the toolbars, then mm-hmm. you're, gonna, you're gonna have a mastery of all the different Apple applications like Keynote and Pages and all those.
0: How about for collaboration and teamwork, what would be the hottest apps because collaboration is a global outcome that across the district we are really focusing on and we know that students need for their future.
1: Google is the best tool for that. Everybody in the whole school district has access to Google and the way that our accounts are structured makes it perfect for sharing. Teachers use Docs and Sheets and Forms to um, share constantly and so we need to use that same power that we have with each other with our students. Another feature of Google that we haven't really explored too much is an app called Jamboard. It is authenticated through our Google accounts and it allows drawing from multiple collaborators at one time.
0: It's an exciting opportunity. So it acts basically like a virtual whiteboard that you can all draw on at the same time. Yep. And you don't have to be in the same place. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. If we think about personalizing the learning to meet the various and unique needs of all of our students, what are the hottest apps there?
1: Well, that is what iPads are made for, is personalization of learning. You can customize so many things on the iPad. Um, accessibility features that exist natively on the iPad make learning opportunities endless for all kinds of learners. You can change the size you can, of the font on the iPad. You can change the brightness for students who have needs with vision, um, and those things are not available only for students who have special needs. They're available for everyone. Some people just prefer that look, and that's totally fine. Another accessibility application is Google Translate. That really helps level the playing field for our English language learners. Um, we have students across the district who rely on that every single day mm. to communicate with their teachers, to understand the content in their courses. It translates with the camera, it translates immediately and mm. so that helps the communication actually occur with students and teachers. Um, other ways that we have personalized learning in our district are through some applications that we have chosen and made available for Students at the middle school and high school, Schoology is a great way for teachers to personalize what they are doing for down to each individual student, not even just in individual classes. Um, anything in Schoology can be individually assigned. It can be assigned to groups, to individuals, to classes, um, the possibilities are really endless Uh, and that is great if you have students that you're trying to provide accommodations for with different versions of tests then it looks all the same. That's Mm. the beauty of the iPad is if a child is receiving an accommodation and the delivery method is through the iPad it looks exactly like everyone else. Mm. If you look at two students reading on an iPad you can't tell what book level they're reading.
0: With our global outcome performance assessments teachers are really getting creative on how to give students an authentic audience. For their creation in class. So what are the hot apps you'd recommend for real-world
1: engagement? Well we have some teachers who are using apps like Empatico and ePals, well actually their websites I guess, to have students interact with kids that are like them across the globe and that's a great option for providing real-world engagement. You can't get much more real <laughs> than other kids. <laughs> yeah. Lumped in with that also is critical thinking. Um, using Applications to provide students an opportunity to be curators of the information that they're consuming is a great way to give them an opportunity to interact with the real world. Um, Using apps like Wakelet to collect different resources, whether they be uh, PDFs or websites or emails or other kinds of content that they could be getting would allow them to showcase what it is that they are learning about a particular topic. Teachers could also use Wakelet to collect resources for students so that they could provide a curated collection for their students and not just send them off into the wide world of the internet to collect information. Um, and then podcasting, which Ruby Yay. has demonstrated <laughs> for us so beautifully in our district the past couple of years, is a great way for students to find an authentic audience. People who listen to podcasts obviously have an interest area, and so providing an audience of the entire world is, um, is an awesome opportunity for kids. Um, GarageBand is the app that you use, right? Yeah, yeah. I use GarageBand. Yeah, so GarageBand yeah. and... Um, Which is
0: on every kid's iPad. Yeah, yeah. it
1: is. GarageBand an awesome application with more capabilities than just podcasting, but it, it certainly is a good use of it.
0: Yeah. Any other hot apps out there that you want teachers to be aware of?
1: Well, I talked about Schoology earlier for the middle and high school, Mm -hmm. but I didn't talk about Seesaw, which is another great way to interact with students and give them an opportunity to express themselves in a new way. And it also allows their parents and other adults in their lives to provide feedback for them um, pretty much instantly. My son is in fourth grade and he uses Seesaw in his classes and he loves it when I like his posts that he's Mm. made and he always wants to know if I saw what he put on. Um, And I think it's a great way for the teachers to interact with the students in a new way too.
0: Thanks so much, And Dewey, for joining us for this podcast on instructional technology in the classroom. Anything else you want to add or any advice you have for teachers in our district when it comes to using technology in the classroom?
1: Well, I think that technology is really scary for a lot of people. I'm not sure why it's gotten such a bad rap, because it's really fun, and that that's one thing that I love about it, is that when I leave a class that I've been with kids um, in and helping them in what they're trying to learn when they leave, a lot of times they hear, wow, that was really fun. And so... I think people get nervous about how learning shouldn't be fun or it can't be fun, but it can be. And we need to allow kids to have the opportunity to experience that too. And we can't let our own fear stand in the way of students having a great experience, Um, somebody wise. There's no growth in the comfort zone. And so we have to step outside of our, our safety area where we're used to teaching in our happy place so that we can get better results from our students and I feel really lucky in my job that I'm there to help you in that position, um, to be able to stand beside you and help you along the way so that you don't have to do it by yourself. So hopefully it's not quite so scary and we can make more growth happen.
0: I really appreciate those final words from Anne Dewey about how we are not in this alone and it helps me remember our district's motto our superintendent Sheldon Rosenkrantz started the year with of we, our, us. We're all in this together. Thank you again, Anne. For a summary of our interview with Anne Dewey and links to all the great resources she told us about in this interview, go to epsdpdpodcast.com and read the latest blog post. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. I hope I've been able to enlighten, inspire, or just spark conversation among you and your colleagues. Thanks for listening.